0: This podcast will focus a ton on creating fulfilling relationships with money, friends, and soulmates, and inspire you to have fun so you can live the most extraordinary life you've ever imagined. If you're ready to take to the next step, then you've come to the right place. Thanks again for joining me. Now let's begin. This episode is one that really lights me up and cracks me up, it makes me laugh, it energizes me, and you guys are in for a real treat. I invited one of my biz besties, Victoria Welsh, onto the Makeover Your Mindset podcast, and she will really light a fire under your ass, let me tell you. So um, Victoria is also going to be featured in the Business Mana Festival. This is my 14-day Manifestation and business online festival that really combines the woo with the do. And it gives you a chance to understand business from an, like starting your own business or running your own business as an entrepreneur or even in the corporate world, um, you know, from an aspect of doing what you really love and being aligned with what you want, how to get into that quantum field, start making quantum leaps in the money and the impact and the, you know, freedom that you have in your life and in your business. So I want to invite you to come join. It's at makeoveryourmindset.com slash manifestable. And if you're listening to this after the fact, then be sure to check out the new membership that we're rolling out as a part of this Manifestival. So the Manifestation Queen experience is something that has been on my heart for a long ass time to create, and it is something that is going to give you the opportunity to get in my vibes and get in my head every single month in a private group that is exclusive to just the women who are serious about making those shifts in their life, making the quantum leaps in their life, you know, getting the solutions because you're kind of tired of having to do it all yourself and figure it all out on your own. I mean, listen, it took me over a decade to get where I am today, probably $25,000 in investments in teaching and education, and that's not counting college or anything like that, not to mention hours and hours and hours. So I am giving you this membership as an option and an opportunity to really like collapse time and quicken the process for you to become a master at manifestation, but also to continue that manifestation muscle memory throughout, you know, the whole entire year. Because what I found is I would learn something and I'd get all jazzed about it. I'd be in my car and as soon as I go inside and start facing like the real world, um, in my house, then everything would like go out the door and go out my wind go out the window, and go out of my mind, and all the things. So, this is a chance for you to keep it fresh all month long. So, you can go to makeoveryourmindset.comslash queen for details. And if you're part of the Mana Festival, then you know that you get a special coupon code towards either the one month or the six month membership. So, with that, here comes Victoria. Oh my God, guys, you're in for a treat. If you absolutely love this episode, please go on to iTunes or Spotify. Actually, iTunes. I don't know if Spotify does it. I'll be honest. But if you can leave us a five star, or I don't know why I say the royal we. If you could leave the podcast a five star rating and a quick few words for a review, I would love you forever and ever times infinity and beyond. So with that, here you go. Have a great day. Welcome back for another episode of the Makeover Your Mindset Podcast. I'm so excited for our guest today. Holy cannoli. All right. So I have someone very, very special. We actually met through the um, Alpha Femme program, the Alpha Femme Experience by Melanie Ann Layer, who's one of our mutual mentors or coaches. I call her our co- coach because we. I spend more hours with her than my own husband sometimes I feel like. <laughs> But today, Victoria Welsh is our guest, and Victoria is a women's empowerment and success coach. She wakes women up to their divine feminine power so they can unleash their magnificence on the world. So after coming out of the flames from several traumatic experiences that you no doubt we will hear about today, because you have got to hear these stories, I am blown away, Her purpose was revealed to her. So Victoria is an energy worker and obsessed with being full of gratitude. And of course, naturally she's obsessed with manifestation as well. I mean, duh. Let's get real here. So welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you so much. I'm so
1: excited to be here because I just I love your face. I love your energy. I love everything about you. And when I finally got to meet you in person.
0: It was the most exciting day when we met on the beach. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. So guys, Victoria actually lives about 30 minutes north of me in um Palm Harbor and I'm in St. Um, where do I live? I used to live in St. Augustine. Now I'm in St. Petersburg. Not the Russian one, the (laughs) Florida one. And um but she came with her granddaughter and her son down to the little beach here in Treasure Island. And was like, oh my God, I know you're around here somewhere. Where are you at? Come out, reveal yourself. So I literally did. I texted you and was like, come out to play. Yes, yes, for sure. So it's so awesome. But you know what? I feel like, you know, life sends you all these clues on what you need to do. You know, like God and the universe are always trying to wake you up. And once you're like awake to what you're truly supposed to do and not just ignoring the signs and you're actually taking the guidance and going for it. Like moving to San Diego was one of those examples for me. Like I could have stayed in the comfort zone of Atlanta where I knew like hundreds of people, but I just, there was something missing. Instead, I moved to San Diego, met my husband. We all know that story. If you don't know that story, I will happily tell it again very shortly on another podcast. Today is Vicki's day. But <laughs> <laughs> coming here though, like moving from St. Augustine to St. Petersburg it was a big deal too because who would have known that just months later I would meet somebody amazing like you. You know, like what are the chances that you were hanging out with the what is it? the drum circles at the beach, like half a mile from me,
1: from your house. I was literally every Sunday in the summertime going down to. Well, not every Sunday. Well, you know, it felt like it. I wish I was there every Sunday. But going to the St. Pete Treasure Island drumming circles is like one of my favorite things to do. It brings out so much joy in me. And if you see my photos from there, like, bro, I just dance the whole time. I'm just out there dancing. Woo
0: hoo!
1: Flow with life, like ah, oh. yeah. Because I created this life like in yeah. my story you'll hear I moved a thousand miles away from my house to be near the beach which wakes me up and makes me feel alive and yeah. music is another component of that of what brings me joy and wakes yeah
0: me. oh totally well yeah. and what how did you choose St. Petersburg by chance so
1: my um so the only people that I know in Florida live in St. Pete <laughs> okay, okay. So, yeah. when I moved to Florida I I you know, picked up and moved from Baltimore, Maryland, and um, I lived there all my life. And I moved here four and a half years ago. Initially, we landed in like Riverview, which is too far from the beach. When I realized it was an hour from the beach, I was like, I'm moving over to the beach. I just, I ended up in Palm Harbor not knowing, you know, anything about Pinellas County, just ended up here. And then realized that there are three places in, all of Pinellas County that I'm so drawn to. And you know, when you're in flow with life, you're like, what is pulling at my soul? What is pulling me? And Dunedin is a cute little hippie town. Safety Harbor is a cute little bay town. And then St. Pete had it all. It was a city on the beach and Mm -hmm. it had all the beautiful beaches. So it was a no-brainer.
0: Totally, you know, like we, when we moved here from California, when I say here, we moved to Florida from California. I was like, not happy about it. I was kicking and screaming, but like, I mean, not, eh, I mean, there was probably a few times I kicked and I probably screamed, but you know, (laughs) I wasn't as excited as I was moving from Georgia to California by any stretch. You know, we ended up in St. Augustine living inland and it just wasn't like, I tell Ian all the time, like we lived there for, two, almost three years in it, in that St. Augustine Jacksonville area, and it never really felt like home, but, like, we came here to St. Petersburg, and I actually grew up here through elementary school, so part of it was very familiar, but we came to visit some friends, and I had that same exact feeling that you're talking about, where, like, it just reminded me, it felt like home. It reminded me so much of San Diego in so many ways, and that was before we even went downtown, like, St. Petersburg really, really does have it all. It's like a mini San Diego and it's even better. Like we went back to visit and San Diegans, I'm really sorry to say this, but like I didn't, I don't miss it at all now. Like I used to miss it so much and be like, why did we do this? I want to go back. But like, I don't feel like that at all anymore. Like I'm so happy being here. And it's a really great, great example of following your intuition and like really getting in touch with like, the messages that are being sent to you and like my mom was pissed wait what's it what's this thing Madder than a pissed on chicken when she heard <laughs> <that> we
1: were- <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah she was so mad when we moved here like oh it but you know you may make the decision it's a hard decision to do but you make that decision and that's where your manifestation starts It's that inspired action. So tell me and tell all the listeners about your, you know, like how you became woke AF and how you're like, how you ended up here. Like, I just was curious about how you ended up in St. Petersburg per se, but St. Petersburg isn't the only voyage that you've made in a short amount of time. No, 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 no. So
1: um, uh, the catalyst for my my life (laughs) was in 2006 when um Halloween night 2006 my brother who was 32 years old at the time was murdered in Baltimore we lived in Baltimore Maryland and um my brother had an addiction and he shorted the drug dealer ten dollars and they Mm -hmm. came back and um literally shot him down shot him dead in my the doorway my parents home and my no one he was the only one home my mom was with me I was having a a party at my house and um she came uh, he she was there but he had called me earlier that day and asked me can i come to your party sis can i come to your party and because of his addiction and some subsequent things that happened i just said i don't think that's a good idea no and so um that night when he was murdered there it was it would be years before I started my healing process, like several, several years, probably five yes. or six years before I started my healing process. Yeah. Um, it, it was tough because I carried that guilt around for years thinking because I wasn't woke up, I was really of the mindset. I was living in victim mentality. I was living in a mindset that if I had said yes, then, if, then, if, then, and I played I that,
0: that. Like you could have been shot dead too, or everybody, you know, like the, the killer could have still come after him wherever you guys were absolutely and i
1: later years later i get that everything there's you know there's there's divine purpose for everything and that we all are here on our own journey and it didn't matter what my interventions would have been like that was his journey and that came much later when i woke up but at that time and living in the headspace that i lived in which was in my ego and in my head all the time I blamed myself and so my trauma response was that I just I was a nurse I've been a nurse for 23 years my trauma response at that time was to just work 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 so that I didn't have to think about it so that I didn't have to sit in it so that I didn't have to relive it um, and so I took on the responsibility of my parents and caring for them and they lived with me and you know it, it, This is what we do. We take on everyone else's stuff so that we don't have to face our own demons so that we don't have to sit in our stuff. We become codependent. We become caretakers of the world. Yeah. And that's what I did. And I did this for years. And the, the night my brother was murdered, I had been in a long-term relationship, a nine-year relationship. He, um, let me know a couple because i moved my parents into our house he let me know a couple weeks later that he didn't sign up for this that he couldn't do this Mm -hmm. and so we split up at the same yeah at the same time i lost a baby
0: oh my god
1: yes just trauma after trauma after trauma and i never sat and processed it i didn't sit in my grief that he left after nine years i didn't sit in my grief you know for the baby that I lost, I just kept working and kept doing. I didn't sit in, in grief or in my emotions for my brother. And six months after these three things literally happened in the course of two months. murder, mm-hmm. he's gone, I lose the baby. Yep. Um, six months later, I meet this guy who I think is amazing. Oh my God, our souls recognize one another. Oh, he's so great, he's so this, he's so incredible. And at the time, also, I didn't realize that when you think your soul recognizes someone else, it's your unhealed traumas that recognize the unhealed traumas in someone else. That's what it was. And before I know it, I'm living with him and I'm pregnant with his child and I'm in the midst of a narcissistic abusive relationship.
0: Oh, good.
1: So, and again not processing, not processing emotions, not being in my emotions, not present for them, just, you know, putting out fire after fire, after fire, after fire in my life. And when I woke up to my reality, I woke up to my reality when my son was six months old, that I was no longer sleeping in the same bedroom with his father. My daughter, who was then 13 years old, literally said, like, I can't live with him one more day. I'm moving in with my father. I'm leaving you kind of thing. My 13-year-old was breaking up with me.
0: And I was like,
1: no, that's it. Like, it was my wake-up call. Yeah. And so I left him. Um, But when I left him, I blamed it all on him. Like you caused this, you were mean, you're abusive, you're this, my daughter doesn't want to live with you, so I can't live with you. You're this, you're that, you're that. And so I went into this space, Cassie, yeah. of the woman scorned. Right, I'll, yeah. I'll story like a woman scorned. I spent a year and a half in vengeful anger. I mean, you name it, I plotted it and did it. You mean? I mean, I was. It was. I mean, it was a bad, bad time.
0: The worst thing you ever did.
1: Well, I had all his tires slashed on his car. <laughs> this
0: reminds me of the story Melanie tells about like googling how to make your boyfriend cry. <laughs>
1: right. Everything. I called. I called. I mean, I was like calling. The insurance company and saying that his workers' comp case was fraudulent. I mean, I wa- it was bad. Oh it was God. it was bad. Yes, I, I was in a bad, ugly space. Not proud of it to this day, but you know,
0: well, you know, that's I was. And it was my fault, at least though. You know, like you're aware of it, you can tell the story and help other people who might be in similar situations.
1: Yeah. And that's why our our discussion before this victim mindset, like this, my victim mindset kind of triggers me at times because I lived there, like mentality. And it was my daughter again, who woke me up, who said, I cannot even stand to be around you. You are the most unhappy, miserable person. And I was like, me, what are you talking about me? I'm always, like who are you talking to like it was it was another awakening and so i did what i knew best because i was raised in a very pentecostal born-again christian kind of um uh, atmosphere i did what i knew to do and that was i turned to the bible i just started i turned to the bible i was like i i needed i was seeking something higher than me i knew when she pointed it out to me that she was right. Even though my ego went right up, was like, who are you talking to? Are you kidding me? You know, I, I didn't know how to come out of it. I didn't know how to be a better person. I didn't know how to find happiness. Yeah. I did not know, I didn't have a roadmap there, but I desperately wanted a better life. I just knew that the life that I woke up and found myself in was not the life I was meant to live. Right. Mm -hmm. That's where it got like, ugh, that's where like I just knew, knew, knew I was made for better and that I was, you know, like even reading the scriptures and stuff like that, like you're a child of God, you're made in the image of God and all those things, and I kept saying, I am, I am, I am. Why have I gotten to this space. And then it went in the whole downward spiral of, well, oh God, if this is true, then why have you forsaken me? Why have you let this happen? And it was that whole blame game with God. Yeah. And a friend of mine, um, and, and th- things were really spiraling because while I was pregnant with my son, I had gotten in a car accident. And um, it, was, it was a workers' comp case because I was a traveling nurse. And i could not get any diagnosis or anything diagnostics done while i was pregnant and when i left him and moved back to my house with my son like they wanted me to return to work but my this is i'm here to tell you that your emotions can cause physical pain yeah because i was still in so much physical pain my back my neck hurt so badly that I was being tested for fibromyalgia, lupus. Yes, all I could not get out of my bed and walk to the bathroom in the morning. I was crawling to the bathroom. This is six months after my son is born, so I've had physical therapy. I've had, yeah. you know, I didn't have like need surgery. It was just some bulging discs and some other myofascial muscular stuff. Yeah. I should been fine. And the insurance company was even like, you're malingering. You're just like you're hanging out, not wanting to go back to work. And I really was in all of this physical pain. But I also at that time now I'm I hadn't found, you know, hadn't had my awakening. Then I developed an addiction to pain
0: pills. Oh
1: wow. Yeah. So it was just it was one thing and It was,
0: it's really interesting. Yeah. Because like I used to sell opioids. Well, actually I sold one that was for cancer patients, but I had to go into a lot of pain medication, like pain yeah, like anesthesiologists and like pain doctors. But I, there was always an energy there of like so much emotional pain, like so much, so many people that were just distraught, like downtrodden, like going through like really there was like a very dark energy before i even understood how it all works yeah it, it kind of felt like i was going into a dive bar where like yeah. depressed people hung out you know what i mean where it was like there's like these people need more than just the pain pills you know there's more besides that that's going on under the surface you know like the hope was gone so that's it sounds like that's exactly like the spot you were in too Exactly.
1: And the doctors are, and I'm a nurse, you know, so I'm like, by the, by the MRIs and all the diagnostic diagnostics, I should not have been in that much pain. Right. And so I was fighting them like, but I am. And they're like, but you need to go back to work. We're not paying for it anymore. So they cut off my, um, my, my workers' comp payment because they're like, you're done. You need to go back to work. And now I'm like, I'm in pain. You're not paying for it anymore. And it it just, it was a downward spiral. I couldn't get out of it. Finally, um, uh, I was sitting on my back porch one day and a friend of mine brought me a book about karma. And she Mm -hmm. gave me this book, because now you know I've been reading texts, I've been, I mean, Bibles, I've been writing down scriptures, I've been doing, I'm seeking, I'm seeking, I'm seeking. And my friends see this, they all see this, like I am, it's bad. My friend brings me this book about karma and she gives me this book and I read this book within two days. And the second day, I had just, during this whole time, I learned about meditation. And so I start practicing meditation. Yeah. And then I find like Dr. Wayne Dyer, and I find Deepak Chopra, and then I become obsessed with Oprah's Super Soul Sundays were happening during that time. And I go to do a meditation right after reading this karma book, and I just got a download. Like there's no other way to describe it. Like a knowing in that moment. It was as if I was connected to God, and we were having a direct conversation, but there was no language. It was just information that was was put into me was it like words
0: you know like you hear about people and it was you know hear words uh, or was it like just nudge or what it was it wasn't a nudge it was a
1: all of a sudden I was given access to information that I never had information and and access to before oh did I just lose you
0: no I'm here okay hold on i'm sorry somehow I was... we're all still here in the make over your mindset podcast there we go okay there. sorry i was clicking to get off these notifications i don't know how to stop
1: these notifications on my computer and uh yeah um so i'm 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 it's a knowing it was almost like a here's information and it's just put like data to a computer like here's the information and just they put the drive into the computer and like opened up a file of of things that I just never had an, an any inkling to before because I was raised born again Christian I was raised in a um, a very you know narrow minded kind of way and I'm not saying anything against religion I'm just saying the way that I was raised was you don't look outside of this because that is all the work of the devil <laughs> like right you know, yeah. you know what I mean you only look here so you don't read about Buddhism or karma or you know that everyone was just like you keep blinders on here or that is sinful kind yeah. of thing. yeah so it was a a download of question everything you thought you knew what you think you know to be true is not truth your truth with the capital t your truth will come through the more you meditate that's what i kept getting the more you meditate your truth will be revealed to you Mm -hmm. and it was that when i was younger and i would be taught scriptures in the bible i would taught something about the bible and i would ask well just stuff like well how did jesus walk on water they'd say because the bible said so well how do you know the bible's right because it's the bible and i would always have this gut feeling like well that just doesn't sit right with me like Mm -hmm. i want more but when i got this download it was that is this sits so Right with me like it was just a knowing like your intuition like you yeah. just know that you know that you know that this is the right truth mm-hmm. you know? and that happened and when that happened i immediately i was like i have to find out everything that i can about i i just started reading book after book after book i called it diving into a sea of spirituality yeah. like i just like i would buy all the books that i could on spirituality and on um, tapping into your intuition and on um, shadow work, light workers, <laughs> anything, you, you know, I would do guided meditations. I would do silent meditations. I would read all the work of Deepak Chopra and of uh, Dr. Wayne Dyer and anyone that they recommended. And then I started like diving deeper into like past like regression therapy and just like all of this stuff that just intrigued my mind. Um, and it, like, it was a beautiful time in my life, like a beautiful time. And meditation became like the number one thing. And then I watched The Secret and learned about manifestation. So I had this beautiful inner knowing with meditation. And then I had this toll mm-hmm. of you can manifest a more beautiful life. Like you get to design your life girl, when I figured that out, like that you get to design your life and just staying in a state of gratitude. Yeah. It was like the most life-changing thing. Yeah. And it would take me, it would take me, because I didn't have coaches back then. I didn't have a coach to guide me through. It would take me, oh gosh, that all happened in 2012. So it would take me five more years before I learned that you had to be on the frequency on the frequency of gratitude in order to manifest I thought you could just say well I want to manifest a new apartment or I want to manifest a new this or I want to man-, if you just put it out there to the universe that you were going to get it right but I didn't learn about being in in the on the frequency of you know alignment with the universe to pull something in <laughs> yeah. I was like, let me just write down what I want. Okay, did you hear that universe? I, I just put in an order. Okay, it's on its way. And then when I didn't get what I would want, I would be like, what is wrong? Yeah. What manifestation stuff doesn't work? Yeah. They, like the secret was wrong.
0: <laughs> right. I know. Well, I think that's definitely, like, like you said, what the secret missed. You know, so much inner work that has to happen. And it's a crazy, like, there was in this resolution revolution program we just went through. Um, there's a process there about forgiving yourself and forgiving anybody who hurt you. And like last week I was, I feel like a couple weeks I had felt like there was just like my heart just felt like there was a block in there or there was something in there. It was just, it, it didn't feel like expansive at all. It felt like there was just like almost like a wall put up. It was yeah. weird. like it was, you know, like where you can, and even I could stretch, I could do whatever, and then nothing would help. And so I literally on Saturday, i think it was Saturday. Let's just say it's Saturday. I finally sat down to write like the forgiveness letters, and I wrote everything out to myself. And you, I mean, the list was a lot longer than I thought that it would be. I mean, it was like probably five pages, and then. I wrote out the list of like forgiveness for anybody who'd hurt me, you know, and did all that. And then afterwards I was like, okay, like, I feel pretty good afterwards. You're supposed to burn it. And so I went outside. I was like, I'll be right back. I'm just going to go burn something. And my husband's just like, okay. Like he
1: just goes along with it now. Doesn't he?
0: (laughs) Yeah. And so like I go out we have this little area. That's like all the, it's like white gravel you know, like a little white gravel patio. And so I went back there because the kids like can't see that. And I like lit the thing on fire and put it on the gravel and I saw it burn. And I had like several thoughts. The first one was, wow, like these giant pieces of paper were literally like, it must be the type of like paper I was using, but any paper would just turn black. Right. And it starts to shrivel up. But it was literally like the analogy or metaphor in my head was like, wow, look at all these things that I thought were big things. Now, literally shriveling up and becoming like a tenth of the size, like it really made those issues seem so tiny and so much smaller. And after like everything had burned and it was just like done, I was like, I felt literally weightless. Like that feeling in my heart was totally gone. Like, I just, I actually like was like, Oh, cool. Like, I'm going to go inside. I'm going to go have fun. Like, Hey, how are you guys doing? Like I was night and day, like a totally different person than I had been leading up to that point and stuff. And ever since then, I feel like, like a lot lighter and a lot like freer, you know what I mean? And now like my, my hypothesis will be tested on all of this. Like I think if I start to feel that way again, you know, like it sounds like that's the way you felt too, or like you were starting to get your downloads and you were starting to do like some of this inner work, which isn't the sexy fun, like, let me make my list to the universe kind of thing. It's like the deep, dark shit that you're pulling out and allowing yourself to not censor and to put on paper, right? Like you're putting this on paper and you're scared as hell that that's going to make it keep coming back. But burning it, like doing these rituals, like letting it go. Like literally I felt like I had just let go of so much shit that had literally been holding me back yes, and weighing me down and causing stress on my own heart. And it wasn't doing me any good. And the people who I was forgiving certainly didn't give two fucks either. You know what I mean? Like they didn't care. They they were just going on like screwing up other people's lives, you know. So like, yeah. really, like it it was the perfect lesson of the best way that you can get through something is to forgive people for for it because they don't really care anyway. And it literally helped so much, you know. Like it really helped helped in a lot. So I don't know. I think I'm going to be doing that like weekly or monthly or whatever, like writing a forgiveness letter to myself for the things that didn't go so right that I, you know, didn't give myself enough grace for. And yeah. then also people who pissed me off or like did something that like bothered me or whatever, I don't know, apologize to the cat for like, <laughs> sorry, I accidentally let you go outside and it scared you shitless. Like, sorry about that. <laughs> no, I know it really does. forgiveness
1: was a huge um component of my healing when i finally like realized like i hadn't done all the work i had read all these books and i love like melanie always says there's information there's transformation and there's integration Mm -hmm. so for all those years i had read all those books and gotten all of this information and i'm telling you I just journaled this morning how I didn't follow my nudge back in college at 19 years old and and just like journaling and forgiveness all this stuff like had to come back around for me to do my healing work because all of that happened I got all of that information and I had that download that awakening so I knew there was something more out there so I became a seeker a seeker of knowledge and I was just I mean, so much so that I was like, I'm going to read the Emerald Tablets. If this stuff is going the Emerald Tablets, I want to read the Emerald Tablets and, uh, tablets and the Kabbalah and yeah. like all of it. Okay. Yeah. So I became the secret of knowledge. I had all this knowledge. I had transformations because I had a transformation in my download. I would have transformations every Sunday when I would watch Oprah's Super Soul Sunday, but I wasn't integrating it into my daily life. Yeah. I was not integrating. And this is why manifestation didn't work for me. I had plenty of information and plenty yeah. of the transformation. Mm-hmm. I was not integrating it into my yeah. daily life. So mm-hmm. I would go on to lose a whole lot more. It after all of that happened to me in 2015. I, I got my act together. I got off, you know, got off the pills. I got a job. I got myself together, but I still was not putting into practice all that I had learned. I was living from a new space, a more expansive space. I was living from love or above. I was, but I wasn't doing, I wasn't taking radical responsibility for my life. And I wasn't doing the things that I needed to do for um, self-care, self-love, like all of that stuff. And I hadn't done all the healing work. So 2015, my daughter who was, then 18 all all these catalysts like my daughter has been my daughter was um held up at gunpoint on our front lawn with what yes they some kids followed her home we just bought her car three weeks ago. they followed her home and wanted her car and held her up at gunpoint in my front lawn in Baltimore um uh what was the other there were two other things that happened with her she um she oh she uh Oh, during the Freddie Gray riots, my daughter was pulled from her car and beat in the street by a husband and wife. Yes. Oh my god. And then the third thing was, at like th- six months after that, in 2015, she um, crashed her car, and when she crashed into the the median, the barriers, the car, um, the airbag imploded. And she had chemical burns all up her face. So she was in shock trauma. Oh
0: my God.
1: Now I was back to work and all that at the same time, because I was running around and my life was a mess and I was losing my house to foreclosure during this time. My car was repossessed and taken. And I was getting, I was in the midst of a bankruptcy. All of this craziness and chaos kept ensuing in my life. But I kept like trying to just, I was like, keeping inspirational quotes in my life i would go to work and i would put inspirational quotes up on my whiteboard i was trying to live the life of like paying it forward and trying all that but i still wasn't doing any self-care or taking radical responsibility you i was doing like these happiness projects and you know paying it forward projects and all that stuff but i still wasn't focusing on me i was still like codependent and taking care of people and Mm-hmm. I was the yes man. Yeah, I was the yes man. <laughs> yes, yeah. sure, sure. Anything you need. Taking care of other people's children, taking care of my parents when they're able, you know, able-bodied. Just taking care of everyone. I wasn't putting anything into me. And so I lost everything 2015. I lost my house. I lost my cars. I lost bankruptcy. I lost everything. And that's when I was like having panic attacks and my all this stuff had happened to my daughter. And I was like, I'm out of this city. I can't heal here. You know i keep my story that i kept telling myself was that i can't heal here the truth was i couldn't say no here right yeah not say no to someone else which meant saying yes to me mm-hmm. and so i knew a girl who had moved to florida i was like i'm this all this codependent stuff i realized at that point all right this is all too much codependency the only way i'm going to be able to get away is to move out of state i've lost my house i'm going to go start over so I declared, I'm gonna start over. So just me and my son, I move all the way to Florida. I knew one girl and her children. Her, her son was my son's best friend. She needs a roommate. I move in with her. Well, it ends up being another codependent relationship. I'm literally <laughs> taking care of her children 24 seven, homeschooling her kids. Like she was a young girl who sat on the sofa on her phone all day long. And when she did get up, like she had you know, she was like get an apple to eat or get a." there was never so
0: oh
1: I, I i moved from codependency to codependency like, it was yeah, totally and so finally when that was all over and i got my own place and i got rid of some more codependent people in my life fine it was only a year and a half ago that i finally was like i've got to take control of my life yeah so it was 2018 2017 i started like i started um adding daily gratitude and getting up and doing visualizations and all that Mm -hmm. stuff 2018 was when i was like i gotta take control of my um my weight and all this so i i I got a health coach i lost 50 pounds that year Mm -hmm. and in doing that though i I was introduced to the coaching world
0: yeah it's amazing right
1: Insane, insane and the rest is history 2019 i declared no one else i'm not taking care of anyone else y'all are on your own and I transformed so quickly. I healed. I dealt with my shit. I always say, like, heal, own your shit, heal your shit, and then operate from a higher level. Yes. And okay. I did all of it. And the transformation in me in just a year's time has been, it's, it's astronomical.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, and then, you know, it's amazing when you're in a group of, like high performing people that hold themselves to a certain standard and you calibrate up to that standard as opposed to down to where the people that you're used to being around are, you know, comfortable staying. Right. And I think that's the biggest, that's one of the biggest lessons I've learned recently, especially with coaching and like, you know, for those of you who desire to have your own business or, you know, want to become coaches too, like you'll learn as well like you attract who you are, right? So like you attract people who, if you, or if you expect them to be, you know, wanting to be handheld or wanting to be mothered or not having enough money or all this stuff, then that's exactly what you're going to get. And so if your desire is to be a coach so that you can bring people to a higher level, then you really have to you know, lead yourself through that, right? And lead by example and hold yourself to that higher standard and, you know, not freak out when something goes wrong or when it doesn't look like it all makes sense. Like manifestation 101, like be emotionally intelligent. And in terms of like what's happening around you, because it's happening for you, right? So if you're currently in you know, in debt, it's because of decisions you made up until right now that you have the power to change going in the future. Right. And like, we've, we've learned recently, like, look at what worked, look at what didn't work. Right. And adjust from there, you know, what, what can you say worked really well in that process? Right. And what didn't work so well, because the things that didn't work so well are the things that you can just tweak and maybe it'll work better the next month. And then the snowball effect happens. Right. And, And it does make sense to get yourself out of an environment that isn't helpful or supportive of your growth too. It might be scary, but there's a a lot of liberation and freedom. So that freedom that you're looking for, that you think money's going to bring, money's not going to bring it. It's actually you that's going to bring it by putting yourself into those situations that allow you to spread your wings, you know, and become a different person.
1: I was trying to it oh. Okay, sorry. Okay. okay, yeah, um, absolutely. And that is what I did believe at the depths of me that I would never be able to heal being in that environment. But now that I'm outside and when you're in it, you really can't see, you right. cannot see a way out. The biggest lesson that I've learned here is when you stop mm-hmm. taking care of every, if you're constantly taking care of other people or trying to fix people or, oh, giving advice or you know people are constantly coming to you for stuff, you, you're not giving yourself the space you need to do the actual heart work. And like you said, the heart work is the hard work. It's the unsexy work. It's the forgiveness work. It's the shadow work. Mm-hmm. It's the looking at the parts of you that you don't want you know, people to necessarily see. Another quote that I put on my page just today and I said, you are not your story, and this is yeah. the one of the things that I say to women all the time. You are not your story, but somewhere in your story, somewhere in your story, and it's probably the part you don't wanna talk about, your purpose lies there. Yeah, exactly. Your purpose lies in that, like, I never wanted to tell people I had become addicted to pills. i was I'm a nurse, you know? Like, yeah. that was terrible to have to come to terms with never wanted to tell people that I lost my house to foreclosure. I just up and left and didn't tell my neighbors or anything because I was so embarrassed. Yeah. So, but that part of your story, there is healing to be done in it for yourself. But then it's also, it's, it's something that other women can resonate with when you get vulnerable, when you're brave enough to get that vulnerable and say, I was here, I've been here. If you're there, you're not your story you too can build a beautiful life and come up out of it. Like that, there's the beauty in it. That's where the beauty is.
0: Mm -hmm. Oh, totally. Yeah. 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 Cause anybody who tells you that their life is perfect, they're full of crap. (laughs) There's some areas that they probably want to tweak anyway. Like if if you've gotten to the point that your life is perfect, then that probably means that you have very high standards and very big goals. And you, I don't think you're going to stop having those high standards and big goals. <laughs> right. and th- th- and it just means work. You're not growing. If your life is perfect, you're not growing because
1: yeah. it's in the, it's in the shit storms that we truly have big, massive growth. Yeah, totally. And I've had some shit storms in my life. Like yeah. I've had yeah. serious shit storms. And like, when i tell like the 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 traumas came in like lumps you know like the 2006 traumas all came lumped together and then the 2000 you know 15 traumas all came like lumped together but in those though i had my awakening because Mm -hmm. of those yeah and and then i had my massive growth because of when i left baltimore i left my daughter was only 19 at the time and she said i'm not going i'm staying because her boyfriend was there yeah. It was so tough to leave my daughter. It yeah,
0: was I can't imagine. That must have been so hard.
1: It was so tough to leave my daughter. But I was following, I kept saying, I don't know, sweetheart. I don't know what's in Florida for me. I don't know. I just know that my heart is pulling me there and I have to go. Mm-hmm. And what it was is like back to the original thought of when you're in the midst of it, Switching environments seems like that's the answer. But if you still carry that same 200-pound luggage on your back with you, no matter your location, it's learning how to drop the luggage or drop the backpack and say, okay, what can I do differently so that my bullshit from this location doesn't, you know, stay here in this new location with me? It's not – the shit it's the it's not it's what you do with it how resourceful are you
0: right yeah it's sort of like you pack a box in a hurry and then you move there's some things that are going to stay in the box and they're going to go to goodwill and there's other things that get to come in the house Yeah. yes and that so people
1: have that discernment if you don't have that discernment yeah that's where coaches come into play that's where like signing up with Melanie last year mm-hmm. was the be- it was the scariest investment of my life. It was a $10,000 investment. Yeah. It yeah. was the scariest investment of my life, but I knew it's that knowing deep within you I'm made for more and I am not showing up as the best version of me. Yeah, I am made for more, but I don't know how to get there. I need someone that is there to give me a roadmap of how to get there. That's mm-hmm. what I need. And that's what coaches do. They collapse time for you because I could have sat here in my house and read a hundred more books, but I wouldn't (laughs) have integrated it into my life without a coach calling me to action and holding me accountable.
0: Yeah. Well, and absolutely. Like when I did those workshops in Bali, it was so in, in, The transformations really happened there in the little groups that they were in because I split them into groups of four and they were able to really talk to one another and talk about what was going on in their lives and help each other through situations because some of them, you know, some of them had gone through, the same, like had gone through the same process. Sorry. How is that happening? It's ringing on my computer. How is that
1: happening? Oh. do No. Sorry. Oh my gosh! (laughs) I couldn't end it. I kept hitting close. I'm sorry. Um, No, it's
0: okay. I'll I'll count to five, and I can take it all out. So hold on. Yeah. That. So yeah. Absolutely. It's like when they were brought into their little groups, and they were like able to help each other through their little through the little issues they weren't little issues through the issues that they had in the you know little groups i had brought them out in and like more was done in that half hour breakout in terms of you know like a whole morning session than i could have ever done by telling them or you know by having them read a book or they could read 10 books and not get as much out of it and then they were able to really not just like you said you know there's the information i provided there's the there's the transformation that they achieved by breaking into like small groups which to me is a lot like the group coaching programs that we sign up for and that we run where you have a group of like-minded women that are going through similar obstacles in life or have similar dreams in life or you know want to start a business or what you know like whatever it is that the group coaching program is about and then they're able to then have that integration into their life afterwards because they all stay in touch and they all help each other through. Like I have, you know, one of my now like really good friends in Bali, I call her my Bali bestie. She is like, she, her goal was to get healthier and to lose weight. And, um, it just so happened that there was, um, a girl that was at the the villa who runs wellness retreats, um, called the wander fit retreats. And, it's amazing like they're a they're a blend of like exercise and adventure and so they were able to collaborate there and then there was another girl who has um she has her own gym there and like does her own workouts and stuff and so she was able to start going to those workouts and she says it's totally changed her life like you know in so many ways and like it all starts that spillover effect like when you start improving one area of your life it You feel so good. Like, that's the part that feels so good. And when you can really integrate it into that part of life so that it becomes second nature, then it starts spilling over. Like, say your health was your goal. There's no coincidence that then you might meet like a love interest and like your relationships with your family become better. Like, you become more emotionally mature and you're able to handle issues differently. You see what true happiness is about. And, you know, it's just such a growth. Like, it's so cool to see the see everything happen like from the outsider's point of view like from as a coach and see the transformations that we can you know lead these women's women these women's lead these women through so
1: I, oh, I feel you on that, can I, I, just real quick when you said that it's so beautiful to see like the you know happiness and all that like that when I was in that space I would see women that were So like they would have these beautiful Instagrams and they would have these beautiful stories. And I would be like, that's so fake. Nobody's that happy. Like I really was like, people can't be that happy. That can't be real. This is all staged. Mm -hmm. It is. I mean, I want to cry thinking about it. Every single morning I wake up and I do this exercise of raising my vibe Mm -hmm. just To love or above like I do this same exercise every single morning and then I give gratitude for my life now like I'm not where I want to be yet but guess what it's all on its way to me and so it's so much easier to enjoy the journey Mm -hmm. to there when you are truly happy because truly joyful truly truly joyful like in your heart center truly Well, because you're like, I built this. And if I can build this, <laughs> imagine what more I can build, you know?
0: Absolutely. Yeah. I couldn't have said it any better. Mm-hmm. Well, I want everybody to be able to find out, like find you. So Vicki does two, she has, a, um, she has a private Facebook group on on facebook obviously that is called the fierce feminine sisterhood so i will put all the links there um in the show notes but you'll want to follow her there because she does transformation tuesday and then there's a soul like soul is it super soul sunday like or what do you call what is it
1: soulful sunday soulful Soulful sundays yeah
0: that was oprah's super soul but yeah, so yeah. you'll um, want to follow her there and she has some exciting things coming. So if you resonate with her transformation and I mean, I just love your energy. I think it's so much fun. Like you, you're definitely authentic. I don't think anybody's looking at you on Facebook and being like that, that she's full of BS. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I do share like the ugly too. Like I'm like, when things aren't good but I don't share it
1: while I'm in it. Once I move through it, cause nobody wants to be in a low vibe. Nobody wants you to bring them down, you know? But once I move through it, I'll be like, Oh, I had this rough week. This is what happened. And this is how I got
0: through it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, so everybody, you'll have to tell everybody where they can find you on Facebook and on Instagram. And then I'll be sure to put the links in the show notes as well. Yes, perfect.
1: Okay, so I'm. you can find me on Facebook, Victoria Welsh. Uh, I also go by The Fierce Feminine Coach. So if you're um, looking for my business page, it's The Fierce Feminine Coach. And that is all because I teach about the divine feminine. In order to be a badass, a true badass in life, you have to embrace your divine feminine because you've got a divine feminine and a sacred masculine energy. And in order to be whole and complete as a true fierce woman, in her standing in her power you have to be able to embrace that divine feminine also so the fierce feminine coach or the fierce feminine sisterhood just ask for you know entrance into it and i will put you in there it's a free coaching group and i'm on instagram as the fierce feminine coach so that's where you can find me for now
0: everybody go find Victoria and I hope you enjoyed this episode if you really super enjoyed it then we love when you take a screenshot you could tag us on it and tell us what you liked about it and if you feel like giving us five stars so more people can find the podcast that'd be great too so stay tuned for more from Miss Vicki Welsh in the world you'll have to go follow her but thank you all for tuning in today and we will be talking with you next time bye Bye. thank you so much for choosing to push play on another episode of the makeover your mindset podcast if you absolutely love today's episode please take a minute to screenshot the episode put it on Instagram, tag me, and let me know what's working for you. I absolutely love hearing from each and every one of you, and I love being able to bring this podcast to you on a weekly basis. Also, please take a minute if you're loving the podcast and leave a rating and a review. I absolutely love each and every review that's been put on iTunes. Uh, They help us reach more people help more people find out about the makeover your mindset podcast and keep the good stuff coming to you thanks again so much i love you all and i look forward to meeting here again next week